Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here. We're going to turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 27. And we're going to read the very end of Acts 27 and the very beginning of Acts 28. So Acts 27, 44. And then we're going to hop over to the next chapter and read verses 1 through 5 of Acts 28. So Acts 27, 44. The scripture says, And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, And so it came to pass that they escaped all, somebody say all, safe to land. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. There came out a viper from the heat of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. If you can put your Bibles down, I want you to help me pray that for this time together as we fellowship and look in the Word together, Jesus, we ask that you'd have your way in the rest of this service. And uh, we claim that healing over our pastor in Jesus' name. I pray that every person would be moved by your Word, O God. In this house, Lord, change us, renew us, Lord. Make us who you want us to be, oh God. I pray heal, I pray deliver, and I pray that your spirit would be poured out in this house in the name of Jesus. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. You can be seated at this time. I want to preach to us for a little while on this thought. It is time to build a fire. It is time to build a fire. It doesn't matter who you are. You can build a fire today. And the first thing I want to tell us in this house is that I believe that there are needs in the house. I believe that there are some people who their life right now isn't so reflective of the beautiful sunny weather that we have outside right now. But I believe that there are some people in this house who might have rain in their lives right now, that might have shipwreck in their lives right now, that might feel like they're cold and they're in darkness right now. I want to give you a profound revelation here today about this scripture that the Lord spoke to me. And it's first of all this, that everyone who was in that water was cold. 
And when they got out of the water, the Bible tells us it was raining. And so here's the profound revelation to start with. They were cold and wet. Their socks were wet. I don't know about you, but I, I, I think that that's a form of torture. If you're wearing socks and the socks are wet. I've stepped in water in my house. and you can, My children and wife can attest to this. And I will cry aloud if my sock gets wet. I'll say, no! Take off that sock. They were cold, they were wet, they were shipwrecked. It's not looking good. It's not exactly how you want to spend your evening if you're on a boat. For the boat to crash, and then you don't even know how to swim, so you've got to hold on to a piece of that boat and hope that it will take you to shore and not back out into the sea. Amen? No doubt many of them didn't even know how to swim, but they had to just trust holding on to that piece of the boat. And the Bible specifically tells us, if you study the whole chapter of 27, that some of them were about to try to escape on some lifeboats. But Paul said, no, 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 no. You'll only live if you hang on. And so the scripture tells us that that prophecy was fulfilled because they escaped all. Somebody say all. all. Safe to land. Amen. You got to just hold on sometimes. I don't know about you, but I don't think you can go wrong trusting in what the man of God has to say. If he says, hold on, brother, I'm holding on. I'm holding on with all that I have. But they're on the shore, and they've been in cold water. And it wasn't Hawaii. It was raining on the beach. And I, I, I just, how I imagine it, it wasn't like beautiful, you know, oh, this is lovely rain with a rainbow. It was nighttime. It was bad. Somebody say it was bad. Similarly to this all in the Bible, we all deal with something in our lives. We all have some darkness in our lives. We all are subject to some forces. You see, if they were going to be dipped in the water, they were going to get wet. That's just what it is. You can't defy physics and just not be wet. You got to have a wetsuit for that or something. But they were going to get wet and they were going to get cold. And in the same way, we are all born in sin, the Bible says. Every one of us. Romans says it this way, that there is none righteous, no not even one. There is none that understand. There's none that seeketh after God. That means you. I know. I know you're so holy. You look so good in your suit. But there's nobody who's righteous, the Lord says. We all are subject to this thing we were born into, and that is called sin. The Bible says there's none that does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Their, with their tongue they have used deceit. 
the poison of, of asp are, are, is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Amen? We all speak hateful and hurtful things. You've all in this house spoken things that you regretted later. Amen? Do I have a witness in the house? That's just who we are. That's just how it is. Everybody's this way. Somebody say, all of us. Amen. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. I don't know about you, but I have found that life gets chaotic sometimes. And there are times that I can't find that peace. Amen. I'm preaching about the bad news first, but I'm about to tell you some good news. So you just got to hang on for a moment here. Amen. There is no fear of God before their eyes. They don't, they don't fear God on their own. Amen. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Ultimately, what Paul is saying is nothing you can do can make you justified before the Lord. You have a stain that you cannot get out by yourself. You need some, some Holy Ghost shout, so to speak, that you spray on it, that spray and wash. And that's what's going to get the stain up. It ain't going to get up in just water. But you need something applied. You need something else more powerful than yourself. But the scripture is summed up this way in Romans 3. He said, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe. Amen. His redemption is for each and every person in this house. His blood can wash every single stain and he still washes today and he can make you clean and he can justify you. You know, the greatest blessing isn't the healing, and he does that. The greatest blessing is his redemption. It's his blood that washes you clean. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In our text, we find the prisoners in the dark. And everyone on that ship was cold and wet on the shore. But I just find it so interesting that the barbarians of the island, they built a fire. And the, the scripture uses that term that they showed us no little kindness. In other words, they, it's like a, a different way. Like if you read it in the New King, King James Version, it means that they were uh, uh, just, it was uncommon the kindness that they showed us. Because we're just strangers who just washed up ashore. They could do whatever they want with us. But instead, they were kind to us. Hallelujah. And they built a fire. Amen. Your life might not be all that you expect it to be at this moment. You might feel like you're in darkness. You might feel like you've done nothing good. You might feel like that barbarian, so to speak. But it's the barbarians that built the fire. 
It's the barbarians that started the fire on the beach, that started the bonfire. And I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a launching point from the scripture, but I just want to say that I'm so glad that God did not require me to be perfect in order to receive his spirit. He didn't require me to have it all together before he baptized me with that Holy Ghost and he baptized me with that fire. You might feel like you've done nothing good. You might feel like that you're wicked. You might feel like the words you speak are wickedness and evilness and you feel dirty and you feel convicted in this house. But I've come to tell you that there's hope for you. There's life for you. There is a baptism for you. There is a fire that you can build. And that fire will make all the difference. The properties of fire have always how always fascinated me and how we use that in the word of God to describe his spirit being poured out on us. For it is fire that spreads. Fire goes everywhere. We like to think that we have the technology to contain fires, but nature itself is more powerful than we could ever be. We know this more than any, any other area of the country likely and that we've had some of the biggest forest fires in the last five years of anywhere in the entire United States, amen? We know it's, it spreads, it goes everywhere, and it consumes. Fire is consuming. It will destroy, it will break down that wood until it is dust. And it gives heat. It gives warmth. Amen? That was the whole purpose of the barbarians building a fire. Is these people are cold. These people are wet. These people are in darkness. It gives heat. It gives light. Amen. They were taking care of them. And I come with just a simple word. I'm sorry, guys. I should have come with something more profound. But the simple word is this, that the Holy Ghost fire, it brings life. The Holy Ghost fire it brings peace. The Holy Ghost fire, it consumes and it takes away and it renews us and it makes us into who he wants us to be. You can be made new in this house by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I come to preach to somebody who doesn't have it all together. Maybe your life's spinning out of control right now. I come to let you know that that fire can consume all that up. It can burn all that up. It can make you new again. We serve a God who renews us. We serve a God who sets us free. And his fire still falls. I wish somebody would build a fire. I wish there was a Holy Ghost fire being built on the back row. I want to see a Holy Ghost fire being built on the side right here. You build the fire. You build the fire. You can build it right now. Even while I speak these words, the Holy Ghost can be poured out in the seat that you're at if you'll repent of your sins and throw up your hands to the air 
and call on the name of Jesus. His fire will fall. can happen just like it did in the Bible. Woo. For the scripture tells us in Acts chapter 10, it says that Peter was preaching. And he was preaching to some sinners. He was preaching to people that he couldn't even believe could be saved. Can you believe that? I believe you could be saved. But Peter had a really hard time believing these people could be saved. And it's just how it was in that day. They were the Italian Gentiles that God had called Peter to go and preach to. And Peter says, well, okay, Lord. And he said, well, I've made them clean. God gave him a vision. He had to, he had to learn something. Amen. Is that a revelation for us? Maybe we ought to learn something, even, even though we're the saints of God. If you're holy, oh, I better not go there. Okay, okay, I'll go ahead and say it. If your Holy Ghost don't teach you something, I don't know if you're, you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? God ought to speak to you and help you. I'm going to get off of that. That's not where I belong. Let me stay in my lane. Verse 43 says, while Peter was preaching, this is what he was preaching. He said this, he said, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Peter, Peter got to the part of his message where he just so happened to say that we, if we call on him, he'll cleanse us of our sins. He wasn't even done with his message yet. But when he said that, whew, the scripture says in Acts 10 and 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. They heard him preach about that part that your sins could be washed away, Brother Matt. And when they heard that, they didn't wait any longer. They didn't wait for the band to get up there. They didn't wait for an altar call. They didn't wait for somebody to play some moving music. But they decided, I want to receive this right now. It can happen just like the Bible. Right where you are, you can lift your hands. And lift your voice and receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Oh, yada, mahada, mahada. I feel this all over me. There's coming a day that we're not going to finish the service ever. There's coming a day where the Holy Ghost is just going to fall all over this house while our pastor's preaching. It's already happening. It's already breaking. And I just prophesy it in the name of Jesus that we are going to see it. We're going to see people walk into this house even during the preaching and lift their hands and receive the Holy Ghost because they were convicted by the word of the Lord because they wanted to be free. ago, 
ago I preached about this. Thank you. You can be seated. That in verse 45 it says, They of the circumcision which believed were astonished. They were shocked that they received the Holy Ghost. And the Bible gives us some insight of how they knew. How did they know that they got the Holy Ghost? How did they know? The scripture tells us, it says, as many as came with Peter. Those are the ones that were astonished. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues. There's a sign when that fire comes on you. When the Holy Ghost falls and comes into you, you will speak with tongues. Because that's what happened in the Bible. That's what happened when they received the Holy Ghost. It, I, I hate to break the news to you, it wasn't a shake of the preacher's hand. It didn't just happen, and we didn't see it at all at baptism. But there was a sign, there was some evidence that happened. And it's still necessary. And it's still a gift. I don't know about you, but I like gifts. His gift is a gift that keeps giving. He keeps changing us. He keeps helping us. He keeps filling us. Hallelujah. You can receive it today. Peter was preaching Jesus Christ and it fell on the Italians. Truly, anyone can also have the fire of the Holy Ghost. And it's time to build a fire today. If you, like the Italians, repent of your sins. If you repent of your sins, God will fill you with his spirit and you will know it for yourself and everyone around you will know it because it's consumed you, because it's taken over you. Paul said to the Roman church, he said, and that knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Today is the day that God can fill you. Today is the day that God can deliver you. Today's the day to get ready for heaven. Today's the day to have a new life in Christ. This Holy Ghost fire can provide the warmth that those around you even need. It can give you peace like you've never known before. And it can purify your soul. For in Corinthians, uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Hallelujah. That word edifies means he builds himself up. You know, I, I know this is... This is going to not apply to all of you here. But how many of you ever played Super Mario Brothers? You know, I'm talking old. I'm not talking like now. I'm talking like, you know, Super Nintendo and earlier. All right? You know what I'm talking about? You know what happened when when Super Mario, he, uh, 
he had that star. He goes into super mode. And the song even changes. And he jumps higher. And he goes faster. And he's like invincible. I know, I'm a pastor, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't preach this. I'm so sorry. You need the Holy Ghost is what I'm trying to say. I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. I love the gift he gives me. And I got news for you, brother. I got news for you, sister. I love you much more when you have the Holy Ghost. You ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that it ought to be like a river inside of you, flowing out of you. I fear we got too many Holy Ghost dams. You know, I'm going to work, Brother Lucas. I just got to, you know, just stop that flow for a little bit. Don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go when it's Sunday. Am I stepping on somebody's toes here? You know, I, I'm going to go see my family, and they don't really believe like I do, so I'm just going to going to put a stopper on that for a little bit. And then, let me just be real with you, you open up the lock and there's nothing there. Because the river seemed to dry up. I'm in the word for the flesh is at enmity with God. Your flesh and my flesh will dry up that spirit. But it's time to build a fire. It's simply time to build a fire. It's simply time to fan the flames. In this season, in this summer of harvest, I've come to preach to somebody that it is time for you to build a fire. It is time for you to build a fire. And when that fire of the Holy Ghost is flowing in your life, it's going to spread, it's going to reach, and it's going to consume. Somebody in this house, it's time to build a fire. Hallelujah, you might feel like you're unworthy. You might feel like you're that barbarian, but it's time to build a fire. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Acts 1 and 8 says that they're going to be witnesses to the uttermost part of the earth. But ye shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, it's like a fire. 
The reason he said it's like a fire is he's going to give us the power to bring it to the masses, to bring it to the uttermost parts of the earth. It's going to happen when that fire is burning. It's going to happen when somebody fans the flames. If you haven't figured it out by now, not only did the barbarians build this fire, but Paul helped build this fire too. He said, oh, these people are nice. Thank you for getting us started because that's really the hardest part of building a fire. But Paul did his part still. He said, you know, I'm going to go get some wood. I'm going to put it on the fire. And as a result of him putting the wood on the fire, something happened. And you all, you all caught on to it right away. A snake jumped out of that fire, out of that wood probably that he was carrying. And as soon as it got hot, the snake jumped out. Amen? That's how life is sometimes. Can I, can I be real to the church? That's how harvest time is sometimes. As soon as there's a fire, it gets that snake real uncomfortable. As soon as the Holy Ghost starts falling... That's when things start going crazy. And snakes start to appear. And I can't help but think in studying this out of the snake in the beginning who bit the man to bring sin into the world. He didn't actually bite them, but he fooled them into having sin. And so it made me think, well, that's kind of like sin. That if we be honest, we're all subject to it. There is still a law of sin in the world. I still have flesh, you still have flesh. But the law of the Spirit is greater than the law of sin. We have access to power. We have access to remission of sins. Hallelujah. But it has to have a fire. When that bite of sin comes again to you, and you didn't willfully do it, but it just came and it just bit you, or something else bites you, I've come to let you know it's time to build a fire. It's time to already have a fire built. Amen. You see... I preached about it last time, but it bears repeating that in the Philippian prison, just upon starting to found a church in that city in Philippi, Paul and Silas were thrown in jail. But in the dark place, in the snake bite, so to speak, they were building a fire. They were building a fire with their praise. They were building a fire with their supplication. For at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands loosed. Here's the powerful part. If you read the end of Acts chapter 16, it says that, that when they went out of prison, they entered into the house of Lydia. Lydia is where they were founding the church. They started a house church. But the Bible says that it wasn't just Lydia anymore in the house. For it says, and when they had seen 
the brethren. Their church grew while they were in prison. Let me tell you something. When there's pain, when there's a bite, when there's something going on in your life and it's just not all perfect, I've come to tell you, friend, maybe God is working. Maybe God is working through that situation and he's going to use you for his purpose. And we've got to still have a fire and we've got to shake it off into that fire in the name of Jesus. It's time to build a fire. It's time to build a fire. Where there's pain, where there's suffering, you got to have a fire going, and you want to throw it inside of that fire. Saying to God, when there's a fire built in, the li- in your life, there's nothing that could come against you. I just want to testify, there have been times that I have felt so down and out, so hurt, so burdened. But the fire is what consumes. The fire is what purifies. The fire is what makes things new. And that fire will bring you to your ultimate purpose. Brother Matt, if you'd come. You see, after that happened, They thought he was going to die because that was a very venomous snake. But he didn't die at all. He He didn't either get enough venom in him or the snake's venom thingy was broken or God just healed him. I don't know. That's the technical term, by the way, Brother Nate. You know, I don't know what happened. Something happened, and he lived. But they took him directly to the king of that island. They said, wow, this man's a god, is what they said. They're barbarians. They don't get it yet. It's okay. They said, he's a god. We've got to take him to the king. And they had a church service in those next few days. And they didn't even want Paul to leave because he was preaching Jesus to them. And many of them were healed. I believe many of them were baptized in that ocean. I believe many of them received the fire of the Holy Ghost. Something that looked bad, God turned it for good. And all because there was a fire. There needs to be a fire, Brother Lopez. There needs to be a fire in Esparta. That's burning bright. Amen. Sister Maria, there needs to be a fire burning in the city of Winters. Brother Nate, there needs to be a fire burning in the city of Dixon. Do you realize what God is doing? I point to these these areas of the church all around here. God's doing it. But do you have a fire or is your fire put out? I want the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the scripture says, they were all with one accord in one one place. 
They were all on the same page together as they prayed and sought the Lord. And they just wanted everything He would give them. They were obeying His commandment that tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. They had to tarry there. They had to stay there connected in prayer. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were finally, after the 10-day prayer meeting, in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's the experience of the Holy Ghost. That is what happens when we receive the Holy Ghost. And I believe that if we would all just be on the same page, there would be a sound from heaven that's going to move into this place. Come on, would you stand to your feet? Does anybody else hear that sound in the house? There is a sound from heaven. I believe that's moving in this place. Hallelujah, there's a fire that's going to sit upon you. If you'll just repent of your sins, if you'll ask God to forgive you of your sins, and you ask with a sincere heart, I believe it can fall on you right now. Hallelujah, that peace you've been looking for, my sister. That joy you've been looking for. You've been looking for it in all kinds of places. But it's only found in Jesus. Hallelujah, it's time to build a fire in this place. Hallelujah, I believe that people are, some people are building a fire right now. Hallelujah. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.